I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong. And you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. Going In Raw. That sounds terrible. What's up, it's your girl, Sasha Banks, Legit Foster, and you are watching Going In Raw. You like that? Hey, friendos, Larson here, and... Also Cal. Cal Jack's here. Yes. Welcome to Going In Raw. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Today is Monday. How was the rest of your weekend? My weekend was uh, pretty solid. Last night, I had a match in Concord uh, for the promotion East Bay Pro Wrestling. It wasn't like your typical show. It was a more or less it was a fundraiser show for one of the guys who's just been, you know, his mom passed away the other day. Oh. So they had a big family fundraiser for him. And within the same couple weeks, his gear got stolen out of his car. Oh, my God. So him and his tag partner lost their gear. So we did this big show last night to fundraise for him, his family, his loved ones, and yeah. also his tag partner, Alpha yeah. So that's what I did last night. So I was in wow. a good little fatal four-way uh, tag match against the Bite Club. Um, yeah, it, was, it cool. was a good match. We won. I was with Marcus Lewis. The oh, cool. Line. Yeah, he's great. He was um, he was featured on Raw as an extra one time mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. part of the Splash Brothers. Mm-hmm which is pretty funny. And, I mean, Joe DeSol was also in it. And then also uh, Jody Christofferson. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, was, he was Garrett Dillon in NXT. Mm-hmm. Uh, his dad's famously known as Chris Christofferson. So uh, him and I were in the tag match. And cool. We have our own little tag team when we're not – when we're with those guys. Because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm the Grizzly. He's the pig, so we call ourselves Man Bear Pigs. Yeah. So we don't have any shirts of that yet, but we're working I on it. I wonder about this. Steve and I might went to an SPW show years ago and saw you guys tag up. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Like maybe, I don't know, four, three, four no, years ago? No, it was probably maybe a year and a half or two years no, ago. I mean, maybe not things. I remember, man, I remember uh, 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 Jody. I remember him. Yeah, Jody's um, great. Uh, anyways, this is Going In Raw. It can be found at YouTube.com forward slash Stephen Larson on the Patreon at Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Um, we got all sorts of great reward tiers. Uh, going on there, um, including at twenty dollars, it's the Friendo Care package. You get a comic book, which I have misplaced. Uh, stickers, uh, poster, which there's too much crap up here. Look so at I'll, this. This is great. It's a giant, beautiful mural of all. The I'm gonna be honest. This gets this gets my OCD going. Oh, with how organized, how disorganized it is. How disorganized it is. Like Steve's cubicle over there, mess. Mine, orderly. You know what? Hey, let's not. He Steve's not here. We don't need. To, we don't need to do that. Poor Steve. You know, he's all the way in England. I kind of feel like we do. Yeah, okay, we uh, should, actually. We should, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, also, going on right now, I believe, if not right now, pretty darn soon, there is a sale yes. at Pro Wrestling Tees. 20% off. Here's graphic. 20% off uh, everything with the promo code AMERICA. Um, we got new designs. You can see it right here. We got the Pizza Logo uh, shirt. Previously only available in sticker form. Now you can get a pizza on your shirt. Oh, I would love that. With going and raw on it. Um, also, the Friendo Fest flyer from our uh, live podcast at Double or Nothing Starcast 2. Also, 
pictured here the ever popular hey you're not me you're not me the slow wolf shirt we got a lot of others slow wolf pack shirt fun wrestling w steve w also cal jack's got a pro wrestling tea shop there that I do. 20% off there too, yeah? Yeah, you know what? If there's a time to get a nice cow jack shirt for yourself or your loved ones, now would be the time. 20% off. Go out there. Get yourself a nice cow jack shirt. And to be honest, I got a couple shirts coming in, you know, on the site. I was, you know, I was being a little lazy, you know, in my leisure. I didn't. There's some shirts I just posted up. I have a few shirts. There's a new one coming out that says, Think Grizz. I'm really excited about that Think one. Think cow jack. So... I'm looking forward to that shirt. It's supposed to be like the Think Green, but it's, you know, yeah. it's, a, it's a play on words. No, I think that's good. I think yeah, that's I'm good. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about that too. Um, do I have any other plugs? Like Steve Handel. Oh, yes. I got new patrons. There's, oh, so yeah. much, there's so much. There's a lot going on. There's so many little things that each of us do every morning. Yeah. That uh, it's uh, having to do this all yourself or oneself. Uh, it, it, it takes a little bit getting used to. Anyways, uh, let's go back to let's go back to Friday. Yeah, uh, Joseph Fontanez, thank you. Uh, Jansen twenty four twenty four, thank you. Josh Tuck, and then Zach P. Early this morning, thank you everybody for joining up with our Patreon. Uh, hopefully, going to make some uh, improvements uh, once Steve returns. From his lengthy, lengthy, and hopefully recuperative vacation. You know, he's going to need it. I'm sure he's going to be... He needs to relax. He needs to go to all places. And you go to you know, United Kingdom, go watch his sister get married. Yeah. And bring the kids. It won't be stressful. There'll be oh, no, no stress, stress at all. Whatsoever. He's not having any stress at all. Oh. He's, you know, he's eating... What are they? Like, what? Fish and chips? Yeah, he's yeah, eating yeah, fish yeah. and Beggars chips. Beggars and mash. Beggars and mash. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Exactly. Um, also, before we get started with the news, I know there's a lot of plugs and stuff. Uh, programming notes for the week. Uh, Thursday is the 4th of July. I don't want to come in. I'm sure you don't want to be here either. Nah. Um, So uh, Steve and I shot an episode of Count Out. uh, Top 10 most patriotic wrestlers. That's going up Thursday. So uh, no live show, no stream on Thursday. Friday, however, we'll be here uh, doing the news show in the morning. Uh, Maybe we'll come in a little late because, you know, previous day is 4th of July. Uh, And then, uh, so yeah, Friday news show, Friday morning. That will be streamed live here at youtube.com forward slash steve and larson all right enough of all that yeah we're we're done with all the plugs and all the information we have to get out there let's get on with the news so talk of the wrestling world over the weekend ever since like thursday paul Heyman, eric bischoff heading raw and smackdown uh respectively and now uh early word was that neither would see any sort of active on-screen role apart from Heyman already continuing his work as advocate for one brock lesnar uh, but a couple of advertisements released over the weekend for this week's Raw and SmackDown kind of maybe alluded to a more prominent position than previously indicated um, because they got a couple graphics. The Raw one, Heyman front and center. And you see with the thumbnail for this video, Bischoff front and center. And I think they both said, uh, come see what... You know, for Raw, Paul Heyman and SmackDown, Eric Bischoff will be doing with SmackDown, Raw and SmackDown Live, making it seem like, hey, they're going to be on the show. Um, but according to Pro Wrestling Sheet, that's not going to happen because they said, quote, according to sources, the advertisements were not supposed to be sent out and SmackDown hasn't been finalized behind the scenes, so a, a Bischoff appearance isn't guaranteed yet. We're told communicational errors like this are an example of why Paul and Eric were brought on board to stop things from falling through the cracks. Our sources say... They'll soon be coordinating with all divisions to get everyone on the same page going forward. Um, 
I guess when I first saw these ads, I was thinking, oh, uh, and I mentioned this on, I think, last Friday news show, or maybe it was Matt Chatter of the Weekend. And I think one of the reasons that Vince brought in uh, Heyman and Bischoff to lead the creative of Raw and SmackDown uh, was the familiarity of the names, uh, especially to casual wrestling fans who have since stopped watching, who were maybe really into it in the Attitude Era thereafter. Um, you know, they know the, uh, the, the, the creative genius of Paul Heyman and the contributions of Eric Bischoff. Um, so maybe those names attached creatively to Raw and SmackDown are enough to bring in fans who may have kind of uh, not watched of late because creative's not very good. That's exactly kind of what I was thinking. The Them bringing Paul Heyman in and Eric Bischoff, to the, all it is is just showing to the fans that, hey, these guys have some creative influences on certain companies like ECW and also WCW. Mm-hmm. So bringing in Paul Heyman for Raw is a way to like you know show the fans, look, we're trying. We got someone coming in who you guys know and love. Who doesn't love Paul Heyman? Super creative. Mm-hmm. We're going to throw some stuff out there about how Paul helps with this superstar, how Paul helps with this superstar. Mm-hmm. And then Eric Bischoff. I mean, what he has that one show he was doing, like, what, 83 weeks? Yeah, yeah. He, so he was going off about all the creative influences and all the things he did for WCW. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he didn't invent very well for those guys no. but at the same time these guys are coming in they're trying it's trying to bring a little bit of excitement yes. for the fans totally. so that they can you know oh hey paul Heyman, who doesn't love paul Heyman? Yeah. eric bischoff some people have mixed reviews on him i mean you know i'm not gonna say <laughs> but uh no it's for if anything it's just to spark excitement and to like get more casual fans that totally, are familiar totally. with their names to watch the show and see if there is a difference yeah totally totally that's totally the case um and i've been a bit was it bearish, bullish? I'm not. I'm not that familiar with my stock market uh, terminology. Whatever the one is, is pessimistic. Oh yeah, there you go. On, on Bischoff. Yeah. Um, you know, I I, I kind of said, and I'm joking about it, that he's gone a long way considering he's had one good idea at the NWO. Yeah, I know. You know, <laughs> and like Steve mentioned, yeah, he brought the cruiserweights into WCW. There's a lot of other stuff he did to the benefit of WCW. Yeah. Uh, the creation of the NWO being first and foremost, execution of the idea of the NWO is something else entirely. But that's, you can do a whole show about that. I'm yeah, not getting to that right yeah. now. Um, since then, uh, on various appearances, Bischoff has made some efforts to to say that he has learned from his previous uh, creative mistakes in WCW and TNA. Um, and, and he seems uh, aware that if WWE is going to have a brand split, it needs to be a brand split. And uh, I mentioned last week, that I'm, I'm hopeful that Bischoff uh, more than anything will be involved in the executive side of things with Fox dealing with the the you know the the partnership between Fox and WB on the broadcasting side and I'm hopeful at least that that nothing else from a creative standpoint Bischoff can bring a change in presentation to Smackdown because it sorely needs it Raw and Smackdown need to look different they both need a fresher approach uh, WB's product by and large has looked the same for basically 30 some years um, and I really like I was never a fan of Bischoff's tenure in TNA, but I really did like the fly on the wall stuff they did, the kind of yeah, documentary the, yeah, yeah. type shot the back, backstage. Filming stuff. I thought that was great. Um, I mean, that's the thing. We'll see what these guys bring. I hope it's not the scenario where you can put lipstick on a pig, but mm-hmm. it's still going to be a pig. Well, Vince's still overseeing everything. You yeah, know. that that's the thing. And it's like, what kind of influence are those guys going to have on Vince? Is Paul Heyman going to have the magic words to convince Vince like, no, we should do it this way. This way is better. <laughs> and then you're going to have Eric Bischoff going, man, Vince, you know, I think we should go with this way. I think it's better approach for everybody. You know, kind of my idea of thoughts. I, I have no idea. I mean, it, 
for me, I, like I'm a wrestler, you know, who knows where I'll be in a couple years mm -hmm. from now, if I'm ever going to be on those shows or whatever, hopefully knock on wood or you know, AEW, I'm not going to go into that, but I'm going to be optimistic for it because raw and smackdown they need a big change mm -hmm. to keep the show interesting mm -hmm. because with all the aew hype and just the the boost of the indies they need to keep the casual viewers yeah. intact and you know like you said the writing team needs to get changed yes. up and with what paul Heyman brings to the table as far as writing creative i mean he can go out there cut a promo he's obviously super creative he mm -hmm. can he just he can just say whatever and it's just brilliant. He can control the crowd. Is he going to be able to bring that type of thing in the, you know, in the back, in the office with mm -hmm. the boys? Mm -hmm. I have no idea. Uh, I'd be curious to see. Yeah. Uh, based on your experience and, and, and maybe this isn't necessarily something you could speak to, but I'll ask the question nonetheless. Um, when there's this kind of, for lack of a better word, upheaval backstage in terms of who's kind of running things, how does that affect the locker room? Okay, so I'll just go speak off experience when I was in NXT. And keep in mind, I wasn't one of the guys that was had a role on the show at all. I was super green, very, very immature at my time there. But what usually happened in NXT when we would get ready, and this is at Full Sail, this is at the school, all the, um, the coaches, producers, the writers, Triple H, they would go meet in one of this big office conference room. Mm -hmm. They would be in there for a couple hours. The boys would just be in the locker room, just sitting, kind of waiting. Some would go to the ring, hang out in the ring, just try to find ways to pass the time, especially if, if you're a new kid or wearing NXT, you're not gonna be on your phone. You're gonna be observing, you're gonna be listening, you're gonna try to like, try to get everyone, you know, not get anyone's attention, but just try to pick up on whatever somebody's putting down. Yeah. So people are waiting. They are waiting until something comes up. I'm sure in WWE, everyone's kind of doing their thing. Obviously, you can see the guys, how they kind of kill time with up, up, down, down, video mm -hmm, games, mm -hmm, whatever, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. So I'm sure those guys are just waiting until they have to have somebody hand them a script and be like, here, this is what you want. This is the outline, the schedule, the show. This is what we want you to do. I don't know if that's the case now, but I can imagine that when they have those last minute changes, they go in the office. Vince is with somebody they have because like I think that's what like um, what's his name said uh, Bruce Pritchard would say oh, yeah, yeah. you'd have the meeting and then you have the super secret meeting yeah yeah so I'm sure it's one of those cases I'm sure Heyman will have the guys in his meeting and then he'll probably have a super secret meeting with yeah. somebody else yeah, yeah, the, to the, finalize what they want to yeah, do for yeah, the yeah. show and I wonder too how the, the the change in the power structure will affect like Moxley said a lot on his appearance with Talk to Jericho that uh, you know he'd have a problem uh, seemingly weekly with a promo or a segment he was involved in, so he'd have to go to the writer and bother them. And the writer would kind of either be wishy-washy or try to make the change. Uh, it, it seemed inevitably it would lead to a meeting at Vince's office. Yeah, yeah. Now with Paul on Raw, Bischoff on SmackDown, are they going to be the, the kind of the end destination for superstars with creative issues going to them? They're probably a lot more approachable than yeah. I think Vince is. Because... You know, when you talk to the guy that pretty much has your livelihood, you don't want to say anything wrong. And I think with like John Moxley's personality, he kind of he's not really afraid of anything. No. So him just going up to Vince with an issue, he had no problem doing that. I think with Heyman and uh, Bischoff, I think hopefully they're going to be a little bit more open to yeah. like whatever the critiques that the superstars have on the promo, the way they want the match go, a little bit more creative freedom. Mm -hmm. Uh I'm curious to see. Maybe that might be the change that they need mm -hmm. so that guys can, you know, they can spit their ideas off. Yeah. 
and those guys are going to be more open. When Vince, you know, Vince is in his ways, and he's done a lot of great things, but we've heard in the, the podcast with Moxley that the direction he's taking the company may not, may not be the right way that it no, should be going. No, totally not. He's, he's kind of a – Vince is kind of a control freak. Um, nonetheless, it looks like that both Heyman and Bischoff are on the job. Currently, PW Insiders reporting that, quote, we were told that Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff are already officially on the job and their contributions and ideas will be implemented over time. So do not expect an immediate overnight massive changes. Uh, real quick, when are we going to see some uh, some noticeable changes? I I'm I hopefully the opening act of the show. There's something's going to change, I'm sure. And it's that third hour. Third hour. Keeping the people around that third hour that's is super point. important that's because that's the biggest drop off. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one thing for the kids and whatnot that watch the show and they got to go to bed early, but it's like how do you keep the parents mm-hmm. watching? Because more or less. When the kids go to bed, boom, parents turn off the TV. It's like, how do you keep them to stick around and watch? I'll be honest. I'm old. At 10 o'clock, I want to go to bed. Yeah, exactly. I'm tired. It, it's, it's rough. That last hour that of Raw's. three hours is just so damn hard. It is hard. So I don't, I don't know. Um, and while Bischoff may be starting this week, he and his family apparently aren't going to move to Connecticut until next week. But fear not, fans of 83 Weeks. The show will continue, though it may uh, stick to a schedule, something kind of like something, something to wrestle. Um, where they'll, they'll try to do weekly. They'll do some best of shows like uh, Pritchard and Conrad have been forced to do of late. Uh, live shows probably not going to happen anymore. The uh, demands of the WB schedule are even for uh, creative people. Super intense. Would you want to work for WB Creative, yes or no? No. No. Unless I was a producer. Okay, That's but not a writer. It. Not a writer. Producer. Yeah, I don't know. We had, Steve and I had the conversation, like, for half a million dollars, would you do it? I'm like, no. No, because... That's years off my it, life. And I'm that's thinking. the thing, like, how long... What's your expiration date with those guys? They can cut your contract whenever. Mm-hmm. All you need is, like, one of the superstars to kind of go off script and go in a direction that could be good or bad for how it went. But regardless, it's who the main guy, if he likes it. And if he doesn't like it... It doesn't come back on the superstar at that point. It comes back on, on the, the writer. Well, it's like the incident at the Hall of Fame with Bret Hart where yeah. he thanked Vince, and the writer got the heat for it. He got all the heat for it. And it's like, and, yeah, go on. I was going to say, it was like, Bret, I'm sure, I'm guessing he was told, hey, don't mention Vince. Yeah. But if he's going to do it, he, the writer can't do anything about it. You he, know, this is what I'll do. I have a show, Big Time Wrestling, all right. August 16th and 17th. Yeah. Bret Hart's going to be there. Ooh. For going in raw, I'm going to corner that man. Ooh. I'm not going to wear a Rastafarian head and tackle him, but okay, I will good, say, why did out. you bring up Vince's name and you jeopardized that man's poor life? You ruined his life, say, Bret well, Hart, by saying his name. I say, well, you know. Well, you know, you know, I had a feeling that. You know, I'm, I'll, I'll tell you a story later about Bret Hart, but he was once at the Performance Center. And he gave like this speech, and he did not want to be there. Really? And he he did not. But it was funny. He was wearing like a classic Coca Cola shirt, <laughs> and I don't know why that just popped me. But yeah, he was just he was like, oh, well, he likes his classic Coke. He was like talking to us about how to sell and stuff, and we we're just all like sitting in this big auditorium, and he just looked like he's like, I don't know why I'm here. I'm just here to watch Natty take on Charlotte, and that's that was that show. Oh, okay, the, that the was, takeover. Huh? Yeah, it was that takeover, and he's just like, I don't want to be here. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, so. at least he's being honest, I guess. Well, he didn't say it. But oh, but this body language. You can just tell with his body language, and he's just like, ugh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, 
Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. While Cody Rose doesn't have any hair issues, he does have a head wound. He does have a head wound. A massive head wound. So if you all watch Fighter Fest, and Cal, thanks for joining me watching Fighter Fest. I'm so, you know, last minute, I'm glad I showed up. Great time. It was a blast. It was so much fun. It was fun. a blast. Uh, I, and I believe the friend of verse uh, appreciated your insight greatly, and uh, it was a great time. Um, so uh, that chair shot Cody's dome. Yep. Uh, that kind of blew up wrestling internets. Yeah. Wrestling Twitters. Uh, everybody had their own take. Um, and it kind of caused, that was kind of like the overriding, I felt like, narrative coming out of Fighter Fest. You know, there were some people talking about Mox and Janela, which was great. Uh, the the Young Buck, or the Elite versus Lucha Bros and uh, Laredo Kid match. Yeah. That was great. There was a lot of great stuff that happened at Fighter Fest. A lot of people were talking about that that headshot um, that uh, Sean Spears delivered via chair to Cody's head. Uh, and during the post-Fighter Fest media briefings, the Young Bucks spoke about that spot with Nick saying, quote, you think it was unprotected, and I'll keep it at that. That was all Cody's idea. I don't even know what happened, to be honest. All I know is that he did get staples, so I'm going to have to look back, and I'll have to comment on it later. I do know they gimmicked the chair, and it clearly didn't work since he was bloody. Tody Khan also spoke about it, saying, quote, we called the doctor immediately. Obviously, really regrettable what happened. I don't know if this is the time to go into detail about what happened, but we had taken precautions with the situation. In that specific situation, a doctor was available, and Cody does not have a concussion, had staples, and we're all very grateful for that. Uh, Cody, yeah, did confirm on Twitter that he was concussion-free, received about a dozen staples, closed the wound in the head, but it begs the question, how'd this happen? Uh, Ryan Satin of Pro Wrestling Sheet posted a couple interesting screen grabs on Twitter, um, which showed uh, the moment of impact from uh, Sean Spears, the chair, uh, to Cody's head. And uh, it looked like the backrest, the bottom of the backrest of the chair was kind of like folded over metal. Yeah. Was what hit Cody yeah. in the back of the head. Yeah. Um, and uh, have you ever heard of a gimmicked steel chair? Uh, no. Um, I, okay, so a lot of times there's a way to get hit with a chair and not have any repercussions from it. Obviously, I'm sure Cody told Sean, hey, this is how I want you to do it. And in the indies, we don't have the most promotions don't have doctors to say, "Oh, we don't allow this kind of yeah, thing." Yeah, yeah. It's it's more or less up to the promoter. Headshots they're common nowadays. Um, are they coming back? Uh, not for WWE. Yeah, yeah, but in the indies, indies, yeah, you guys are really ridiculous. with no no unprotected. So I I I've taken a headshot before, but I've always put up my hands to block it. Um, Cody, obviously, he's in front of a pretty decent crowd. He, this is part of his company. He wants to push the envelope mm-hmm. to get people talking. Mm-hmm. That headshot was planned, yes. Mm-hmm. The whole goal is to get people talking about it. I mean, you, we watched Moxley's match and all the things they did. Yeah. You know, and at the end of the day, what are we talking about? We're talking about Cody Rhodes taking a headshot from mm-hmm. Sean Spears. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it's all different. I'm sure, yes, there are chairs that are gimmicked that they can get away with that. That chair looked like as real as they can Yeah, I know. Um, Lance Storm posted on Twitter about how in ECWs they used to gimmick chairs, apparently. And I'm going to try to remember exactly what he said. Um, but they took some of the pins out of the hinges. Okay. So I'm guessing instead of... So the chair would have... The seat of the chair would have some give. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. I've seen it to where like... The Dudleys took a chair, and then just you see the way yeah, the yeah, seat yeah. goes forward. Yeah, yeah. So it's not locked in when yeah. they close it all the way. Totally. And uh, but he said the downside of that is that if it gives potentially too much, then that part of the chair, the underside of the backrest yeah. where the metal folds over, yeah. can cause an injury in the back. Yeah, of the head. It, can, it can cut the back of your head. So I guess if if the it was gimmicked in that way, where it was it was meant for the seat to yeah. take to give someone, so the impact wasn't full on. Yep. But, uh, you know, I guess if you're not experienced in delivering a chair shot. But also, if you're swinging pretty hard, uh, your aim can only be so good. How, that's the thing that cracks me up is, like, how do you teach taking something like, like that head on? You can't really. It, it is what it is. Yeah. It's more or less on if you throw your hands up or not. Cody kept his, heads, his hands down. I think he knew what he was getting himself yeah, into. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, you could just see Sean. He did it. He knew. Yeah, he yeah. did by his facial reaction that that's that was the plan. Yeah, spot yeah. or segment. Totally. Uh, you know, it, it kind of is what it is. I'm surprised how much it's getting talked over. Mm-hmm. I mean, as a wrestler, to me, it's like okay, he got a headshot. You know, it's nothing I haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. But for like casual fans, it's this is a big deal because it's, concussions are yep. so big these days. Yep. Um, and that's the main concern. We've seen documentaries about these mm-hmm. movies about concussions mm-hmm. and how people are afraid of them. Cody's not concussed from what we've thankfully, heard of, yes. thankfully. Thankfully. But who knows? I'm sure he got his bell rung pretty bad. Oh, yeah. He's bleeding. So. Yeah. It was interesting that he, when he took it, he turned his head like this. And so often, you know, hearkening back or watching back in the Attitude Era when they do the unprotected headshots. Yeah. Every, it seemed like people would put their head down so the impact was made on the crown yeah. of their head rather yeah. than the back. And I wonder if. You know, if he had ducked his head down, maybe took it more in the seat, head in the seat. Because it looked like it hit him on the back left side of the head. Yeah. Because when he, because when he, I saw it, it looked like it hit him on the top, but then he turned his head last second, cracked him in the back, and then him having that blonde hair and the blood, it's it's like you can see the color of it a lot more with his hair than yeah. anything. So I'm pretty sure that kind of sparked some like conversation about how you could see the blood and whatnot. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Totally. Um, so I guess this, this begs the question, is this the last time we're going to see one of these in AEW? No, you don't think so? No. Okay. I can guarantee they will have another cause it's, it's pro wrestling. You can't plant, you can plant as much as you want with certain, with like certain spots, but it's, it's inevitable. They, they obviously in WWE, they have, they hit the back, they hit the back, they hit the meat of the back. AEW, these guys are on their own, man. They they are they pick and choose. They don't really have anyone to say. I mean, yeah, they have some of the producers in the back, like Billy Gunn, but I don't think I think Cody and the Bucks, what their opinion is, is going to override anybody mm-hmm. else unless Tony Khan says, "Hey, we have sponsors. They don't want to see this type of mm-hmm. violence." Mm-hmm. That might be the only case. Mm-hmm. But as far as I'm concerned, nah, these guys, it'll happen again, I, especially with how. The hardcore matches like Pentagon Zero and all his, him and his brother, and all the stuff they've done, I, it's gonna happen again. Yeah, I guarantee it, it. might. It might. Um, it depends on 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 you know if there is any additional backlash um, from uh, wrestling fans about uh, Cody. You know, granted, this was obviously green lit by him, mm-hmm. um, so it wasn't like someone took advantage of the situation. This is something he was in agreement with. 
but at the same time, you know, he's taken his, his health potentially in his own hands. And, and even if there's a concussion or not, uh, repeated head trauma is probably not good for the brain. No, it's not good. And especially for a guy who has to run this company. Yes. You know, does he want to have concussion issues and mm-hmm. he has to make up a decision that could cost millions? Yep. Yeah, I don't know. That, that wouldn't be smart for him to ever do that again. No. No. Probably not. Uh, another talent who's dealing with injury. One, Ray Mysterio. We haven't seen him since... Was it... Um, he gave up the title and he got jumped by Joe. Yeah. We haven't seen him since then, but yeah. we, uh, you haven't seen him in ring action, apart from getting attacked by Joe. Yeah. Since Money in the Bank. He was on the two-man power trip of wrestling podcast and talked about his uh, current injury status. Transcript of this are from Wrestling Observer. He said, quote... I suffered a recent injury at Money in the Bank versus Samoa Joe. Unfortunate for me because it was a big step moving forward, especially at this stage in my career, being able to capture one of the last titles that was set on my bucket list, the U.S. title. Yep. <laughs> um, and again, very important that I had a separated shoulder, and that put me out of circulation. I've been out for four weeks now. The separation and bruised AC joint, which the doctor had predicted anywhere from four to six weeks, and of course, four weeks closed out for my injury. My recovery, my recovery sorry, is about 80% as we speak so i'm hoping that in the next two weeks i can gain that other 30 that i have left and be back in the ring by the month of july um you had a shoulder injury yes i've had a few what, um was any of them involving the ac joint um i had my labrum and my rotator cuff okay i think i sprained my ac joint okay um man dude shoulder injuries suck mm-hmm. i think as far as pro wrestling goes it's the worst injury you can get because you're you're landing on your shoulders you have to use your shoulders to base guys throw guys if you lose your shoulders you're pretty much you know it's tough it is really really hard to come back and i know from experience because i've had two shoulder surgeries i've had four dislocations all within a span of like a year and a half and it's not easy and it takes more more important than rehab and all surgeries and what it just takes time it takes a lot of time for these things to heal. And if you have like a time, if your time span's short and you need time to heal, it's it doesn't look very good. Um, Ray's a professional, he's done this forever. Um, something that I always remember that like Sami Zayn said, uh, he said like on a podcast or something, and he said to us, he's like, you know, if you know how to work hurt, you can last a long time. And I think with Ray, he's done this forever. I oh, think yeah. he knows how to work hurt, so I mean, this it sucks for him and you know it was just he separated his shoulder and then just watching joe destroy him after giving up the u.s title i mean that was kind of a weird booking scenario mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know why they went that route especially if ray was hurt maybe he wasn't hurt i don't know and then then he got hurt afterwards well i was wondering too if uh the doctor said all right you as far as the shoulder separation or the ac separation i guess i don't know if it's the actual shoulder joint the ac joint that was separated yeah um that's depending on the nature of the injury. They're mm-hmm. like, okay, you can do a limited amount of physicality like Joe can put you in the coquina clutch. Not yeah, that's not going to hurt you. As long as you're not taking any bumps, you should yeah. be fine. Yeah. Who knows? Um, what do you want to see Ray do when he gets back? Do you want to see him go after that U.S. title? I mean, program with Ricochet, which, which would be great. Or I'm kind of thinking it'd be awesome. Put him in a universal title program with Seth. All those choices would be great. I mean, to be honest, I'm not really sure because this isn't the Ray Mysterio we've seen years ago obviously he can do things that a lot of guys much younger than him he can do that they can't do it's interesting 
I wasn't really a fan of him bringing his son Dominic on board. <laughs> I, like, cool, the kid's getting FaceTime. But last I remember, he that kid's training. Like, it, it was just kind of weird having him along. Yeah. Uh, you know, it would be cool to see him, you know, take on Ricochet. Because I know they've done matches mm-hmm, before. Mm-hmm. They they did stuff on Lucha Underground when he was uh, when Ricochet was Puma Prince. Um, no, I that'd be cool. Seth Rollins for a Universal Title. I kind of don't really want to see that. Yeah, I'm not really interested in that. I would rather see Seth take on a really solid heel. And for instance, like Chris Jericho was talking about when Seth had taken up yeah, yeah, Corbin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't a fan of that because Corbin doesn't draw as much as some of the other stars, like Seth and Samoa Joe. That'd be great. That's what I would yeah. want to see. If so, I would rather see. Um, Ray had these awesome matches with mm-hmm. Ricochet mm-hmm. and just kind of help him because like that's the thing that they always talk about the vets always talk about having a guy with experience like Ray Mysterio go with a younger guy mm-hmm. like Ricochet mm-hmm. see how they balance and work off each other because those uh, Mysterio and Almas matches oh fantastic were yeah. amazing yeah that's what I want to see you know just more of that but with Ricochet yeah, yeah. especially now that he's that United States title it, it would just be amazing yeah I guess my hope for a, a Ray Seth program be Seth is great, um, and and you know set his Twitter comments aside about be the best. He's one of the better wrestlers in the entire. He's one of the better. Um, but I feel like a program with Ray would help get him out of a bit of a rut. Yeah, uh, Seth can put on routinely really good matches, uh, but you kind of know what you're getting going into it. Yeah, um, and Ray just it seems like he's one of the few guys that they trust to do things that are normally other guys can't do, like Canadian destroyers. Yeah, because he's the only guy, as far as I know, that's allowed to do him on main roster. That's the thing. Who's allowed to do him? Yeah, because um, they trust him. Um, to see if he can unlock another gear in Seth. I think would be kind of cool. It, if they would had to write that, <clears throat> I think it would be interesting. If the story was. You see Seth is obsessed with Brock cashing in. Mm-hmm. That's his biggest concern. Who's gonna how is Brock gonna cash in? Because when he was with the Corbin, he was Corbin's like, I'm looking for a ref for me. And so it's like you see Seth like kinda like getting like he does he doesn't know if he yeah. can watch his back anywhere because you have one dude who's gonna try to cheat and then you don't know when Brock's coming out. If Ray came out and said something to Seth, like, hey, you're not really representing yourself as a champion. You're too worried holding that title instead of being that title. Yeah, yeah. Like, being the champion yeah, yeah, instead yeah. of worrying about who's going to take it from you. Yeah. Like, that to me would be kind of a cool story because Ray would be talk cool. about how, yeah, I've had the title and I was just like, you know, I was worried about losing it. And that's what happened. I lost it. Because mm-hmm. that's when, you know, Ray, what was it? Kane cashed in on him mm-hmm. and like took the title on that same night at Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. That would be kind of an that would interesting be cool. story. Be cool. But I don't know if that's something you know. Hey, Heyman, try that. Yeah. <laughs> well, like the idea that Seth is is too focused on not losing as yeah, exactly not trying to win he, matches. It, totally. Like there's an old saying that you know, play play to win, play not to lose. Yeah. Don't play not to lose. Yeah, so yeah. right now, Seth is kind of playing not to lose. Yes. Yeah. If he can go where he wants to wrestle to win instead of wrestle not to lose, that, that would be kind of an interesting yeah. way of doing it. It's too bad they have Drew McIntyre involved in the Shane McMahon stuff because, man, Seth versus Drew for the that, Universal title. That would title, be way better. Huge Because then that goes back to what Drew was saying when he first came back. There's no fire anymore than your lads. You don't <laughs> got it in you. I have been working too hard for this company to burn down. I want to take that Universal title and make a name out of it. You know, something like that. That's good. Yeah. 
Man, you might be an upgrade over Steve on these impressions. Ah, uh, well, it just if I get in the mode, I can I can do a decent it's like impression good. or something. That's uh, the thing is like Steve. Yeah, you don't yeah. hold that title with respect. <laughs> Either would be fine by me. Sure, um, but uh, I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oh, let's go to the fit by fair part of the show. I'm excited that you get, you get to take part in your first yeah. off here, Cal. Because week in and week out, doing around SmackDown previews is generally the, the, the highlight. Um, would you like to start? Oh, so we're going to do Fall Counts Anywhere? Yeah. All right. Raw preview. Fall Counts Anywhere. Braun Strowman has bested Bobby Lashley in an arm wrestling match, a one-on-one battle at WWE Super Showdown, and this past Monday night, a tug of war. However, it was the Almighty who was standing tall after the most recent test of strength, pulling the tugging rope across the eyes of the monster among men to temporarily blind the Goliath, then driving him into ringside barricade. Ow! Strowman will have the chance for retribution against the bitter Lashley when they meet a fall count anywhere match on Raw in Dallas. Will Lashley continue to get these hands as these titans battle all over the arena and about where pinfalls or submissions can occur anywhere? Or will the Almighty use his chaotic stipulation to finally cut the monster among men down to size? Wow. Whatever happens, you won't want to miss any of the hard-hitting havoc. Oh, some nice alliteration there at the end. Yeah, Good job, hard-hitting Ryder. havoc. Uh, next, the New Day and the Viking. I'm gonna have our time uh, following that. The New Day and the Viking Raiders are throw down in, a t- in tag team action. Oh, God. The wild card rule is about to lose <laughs> no! to the WWE Universe yet again. All right, we're done, everybody. Bye. Oh, uh, boo. They I thought they were going to change everything. They mentioned wild card wild rule. Wild card. We're, we're calling it a day. I'm a uh, genius. Wild card. I'm a genius. I'm a genius. Uh, the New Day will collide with the Viking Raiders in tag team action for the first time ever this Monday night on Raw. Which two members of the New Day will square off against the gargantuan unit of Eric and Ivar? It still pains me to say they're... Eric and Ivar. It's, it's Hanson and Ray Rowe. Uh, in what... Or sorry, Ray Rowe and Hanson. In what is easily the biggest opportunity of their tenure on Raw thus far? Find out when the massive match goes down this Monday night on Raw. Ivar sounds like a name like from Romania or something. I don't get Viking out of that. It might have Scandinavian or Ma- Maybe. I don't know. My name's Ivar. I don't know. I don't know either. Anyway. How will Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans exploit Seth Rollins' kryptonite? After their winner-takes-all mixed tag match against the Universal Champion Seth Rollins and Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch, 
was made official for WWE Extreme Rules. Lacey Evans told Baron Corbin that even Superman has his kryptonite. And the, and the Beast Slayer's one weakness is the man herself. How will the sass of Southern Bale and the Lone Wolf work to ensure to <laughs> work to ensure they leave Philadelphia with both titles on Sunday, July 14th? And how will Rollins and Lynch respond? Well, respond by winning. Yeah, that's yeah. That's, we won. That's There's our response. All confidence points on that match. Yeah. Uh, the big dog and the dead man unite. It was an alliance that no one saw coming, especially not Roman Reigns. But then Shane was like, yeah, Roman Reigns was called Undertaker and he showed up on Raw. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, but the Undertaker returned this past Monday night on Raw to help the big dog repel a two-on-one beatdown of the hands of Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre. The unexpected assist led to a blockbuster WWE Extreme Rules announcement that Reigns and the dead man will join forces against the best in the world and the Scottish psychopath in Philadelphia. What fallout from the shocking team-up will we witness this Monday on Raw? That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> they still they got to have some explanation storyline. What? For yeah, that, that like tandem. The the reason Roman like, hey, you know what, Roman? I want to help you out. I think you might need some help against that Shane McMahon feller and that big Drew McIntyre. I, I don't I don't know if I can let you go on by yourself against these guys because Shane's been beating you clean. <laughs> How about this, Roman? It could be our yard. <laughs> we'll buy a duplex. <laughs> And we'll go to Michelle's Lady Gym. We'll, there you go. You know, we'll work out there. That'll be common space. <laughs> Is AJ Styles in line for a U.S. title opportunity? In his first match back from injury, AJ Styles lived up to his never rest, never rust t-shirt slogan. I didn't know that was a t-shirt. Yeah, he has it on one of his shirts. T-shirt slogan, bringing the fight to the new United States champion Ricochet in a blockbuster Raw main event that sealed a victory for the phenomenal one. Ricochet has been on tear lately, dazzling the US, or the WWE Universe and dazzling opponents as he continues to fine-tune his spectacular aerial offense. But the veteran styles proved in their match why he's allotted as one of the most competitive superstars in WWE today. With that victory, will Styles soon battle Ricochet once more, this time with a star-spangled title on the line? I'm guessing, yeah. Probably. Yeah, yeah. That seems like a safe bet. Samoa Joe, our next WWE champion. Kofi Kingston is the definition of a fighting champion. One night after defending his WWE title against Dolph Ziggler in a steel cage match on WWE Stomping Grounds, he was victorious in back-to-back -back bouts against Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Taking advantage of Kingston's exhaustion, however, Samoa Joe attacked Kingston from behind and locked him in the coquina clutch, making clear his intentions to decimate the WWE champion and claim his title. The ambush set in motion a WWE title match between Kingston and the Samoan submission machine at WWE Extreme Rules. Kofi now counts down the days to what could be his greatest challenge since winning the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. How will Joe follow up on last week's heinous assault? Don't miss Monday Night Raw Live, 8, 7 Central on... USA Network. You excited for Raw tonight? You know, I ten, well tonight I'm you know I'm going to be excited because I actually have to watch the show and you know because like I've said, I've watched the show in highlights and you and Steve just fill in the rest. Yeah, I don't have to do much, and this time it's like oh now I gotta watch. <laughs> this is, yeah, that's gonna be fun. This now, gonna be yeah. So and this is the first show that we're getting Heyman. In charge of, yeah. Heyman's in charge. So it's we'll see if there's any big, big changes. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know either. I'm I'm I've told Steve I'm kind of thinking that we won't see any huge 
changes till probably after SummerSlam just yeah, so they can wrap up the storylines they got. That's kind of I feel, and I think that like they're that Fox deal is getting closer and closer, mm-hmm. and I feel like those are when the changes are going to be a little bit more noticeable if it happens. Yeah. So I mean, who knows? We'll see. I'm going to be excited to watch though. Cool. I'm excited to hear what you think about the whole uh, the whole endeavor. I know I'm not going to be like Adam Mayhem. <laughs> Or Adam Mayhem, sorry, like AJ Styles. I'm not going to be like Adam Mayhem who just comes on the show and just complains, complains, complains. I want to have a more optimistic approach. Perfect. Uh, let's take some questions here. Minion TM69, Cal equals NWO Bray Wyatt with a better beard. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. I think Bray probably has better like facial line with his beard. Yeah. Because I've seen him. I, I was there when he had it grown super long. Yeah. And... I just it's it's too much hair. It's it is a lot of hair. But when he shaved and trimmed it down, he's doing the yeah, dude. It looked great. Oh I yeah, I, I I might have to give that to Bray. He has a better beard. He does have a nice beard. Uh, the Universal Jones, thank you, Dom L. That says shh. Oh, it says leave a Bates impression. I guess so. As a librarian, uh, Frank Harris, thank you, Tank Fish. When did Steve get ripped? I'm not uh, Steve. Steve's always been ripped. You just can't Ooh. tell under that shirt. Yeah. Uh, Wang Choco, welcome to the show, Cal. Uh, you, what's your preferred greeting? A too sweet, a hearty handshake, a Steve shoulder lean, or a second rope tombstone pile driver? How do you feel about too sweeting? I don't really do them. I try to like do because like I substitute teach, and just this that this symbol means quiet coyote. Okay. Before there was ever a too sweet, this is quiet Cody, which means you got to be quiet. Yeah. So, yeah, they can say, you know, the outside, you, you know, what, how does he say? Uh, you know, I can't, I, I can't do a, um, what's his name's voice? I'm not even going to try. But no, this is quiet Cody. All right. You could say too sweet. This is quiet Cody. I'm old school. Just a proper handshake, man. You know, handshake, fist bump. Right on. You know, nothing beats a classic high five. Exactly. So, two sweets. Yeah, leave it leave it to somebody else. No, I, I agree. Not to say I'm not gonna, if someone gives me a too sweet, I'll I'll I you won't, won't deny. I won't deny because right. I'd just be rude. And like people have I know you have your reasons. I'm not I'm not dissing you or anything. You have your reasons. And I'm sure Steve is just like too sweet, you know. Yeah. No. Quiet Cody. That's what that means. Yeah. That's what the children know. Yeah, At Browns yeah. Valley Elementary School. This means quiet Cody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Nixie, Cal Jack, more like Cal Jacked. Thanks for helping, Larson. Yes, thank you very much. You're welcome. You know what? The whole Jack stuff, I'm working on that. I'm trying to get on this keto diet. I actually talked to Adam Mayhem about mm-hmm. that. He's on the keto diet as well. So I'm, I'm, I want to get to that point. I'm still, I'm, I'm cow husky right now, <laughs> not cow jacked. I'm like Huskus the pig <laughs> from. Uh, well, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't know, say that. I'm working on it, man. I lose these love I saw, I saw you toss around those, those dummies in the, in the, in the wrestling. That's right, dude. So that doesn't cure love jack, handles. Man. I'm working no, you're on jack. it. I'm you're working, jack. I'm working on it. Uh, Universal Jones says shag, marry or fire. Heyman, Bischoff, Road Dog. Um, let's shag, marry or fire. I'd probably marry Road Dog because he's a family guy, and you know, he, being with him long term, he probably has a lot of good insight on the mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. He could probably teach me some stuff. Uh, shag, probably Bischoff. And fire Heyman because Heyman can do whatever he wants outside the business. Wow. Yeah, that's the easiest way to do it. I know. I was listening to an episode of 83 Weeks recently, and, and Bischoff did a extended, basically, soliloquy 
on the powers of Blue Chew. Yeah. And how it improved his performance. Well, th- th- there you go. We could talk about Blue Chew or whatever. Power for me, that was a, that was a huge turnoff. Yeah. Um, no Blue Chew. Yeah. No, no, yeah, you know, no, just you him talking about Blue it. Chew just him talking about okay. it. Okay. <laughs> uh, I agree. Mary Road Dog, uh, Shag Heyman. Sorry, Bischoff. You're fired. Yeah. You, you, you can't be intimate with him. He doesn't seem he doesn't seem warm. Well, he's you know he's a Montana guy. Yeah. So he's got to stay warm in the, when it's cold and whatnot. Well, like, like personally, he seems like a cold, like a distant individual. He doesn't seem like he's he's got a whole lot of warmth to him. Yeah. You think Heyman does? If nothing else, Heyman will make me laugh. That works. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's probably got a ton of great stories. Yeah. Oh, it's all his stories. Yeah. Tommy Cat. Too much Cody and all elite wrestling. Two great shows, both remembered by a Cody spot. Next match, he needs to take the fall and allow others to shine and be remembered. I mean, the match, his match against Dustin at Double or Nothing was probably the high, like the best match on the show. Yeah. But I think most people were walking away from Double or Nothing. There was a lot of talk of that match. A lot of people were talking mocks, too. That's, that's kind of how I feel. I don't think there's too much Cody in AEW. I think some of the stuff Cody did kind of overshadows a lot of the other little things. But, I mean... The the build Cody was smart to have him and his brother go at it because mm-hmm. there's just an just a natural story there, yeah. and hey, that's his brother probably wanted that too. And you know, I thought there's just more. This is Dustin's greatest moment. I think you know, his recent years. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think too much Cody. I just I don't know. I don't think there was. Yeah, I just. I feel like they're trying to give every match that's on the upper half of the card its own distinct moment. His his two moments have just been the bloodiest. Yeah, and yeah, this, that's a good. Yeah, exactly. And I think those are just easy to remember. Yeah, and it's not like you know Cody's not one of those kind of guys that does. You know, he's just an old. He's doing. He is trying to do the more old school mm-hmm, approach mm-hmm. just to get those old school wrestlers to like like AEW for because like like the thing wrestling AEW is a buffet you're gonna get everything you wanted mm-hmm. if you want to see an old school match you can watch cody wrestle whatever yeah, yeah. if you want to see a high flying match you can have the young bucks yeah like that's the way i think AEW's approach is it's going to be a buffet yeah and also i think cody maybe realizes that he can't do the things that kenny and the young bucks can do in the ring no um you know he's he's a, a decently athletic guy, but yeah. he's not going to be doing four fifties. Uh, yeah. His strength is in telling stories. Yeah, and so that's what he's probably thinks. Okay, well, why go out there and try to do things that aren't my strong suit and potentially embarrass myself when I can go out there and tell really good stories in the ring and 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 make my way that way. Yeah, just different style. Exactly. He's going to have a different approach. He's going to be the more the cerebral mm-hmm. type of wrestler, mm-hmm. and I think that's and he's a smart guy. He's yeah. really intelligent. Yeah. So and he's got years of experience as far as booking and like being around vets more yeah. than anybody, yeah. you know, just from his lineage. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's Cody's strength is, you know, be upstairs in his head. Yeah. You know, cerebral getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one of a kind ring that you design at blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, Timmy, too dope. More excited for Bray now that Heyman is uh, head of Raw. Um, I actually would feel more confident knowing that Bray is in charge of his own creative because if what we've heard about Firefly Funhouse, it's largely his endeavor. Um, and uh, it's been great. And uh, granted, things are going to be different once he actually steps foot in the ring. And we don't know how that transition is going to happen. Um, but uh, I would hope that Heyman can see the money-making potential in Bray that Vince apparently did not. I think, I guarantee Heyman's going to see a lot of money with Bray. Bray is such a creative guy. And just to kind of, and that's the thing, from what I've heard, Bray's the kind of guy who goes to the boys to help them with promos and ideas. So for him, being that kind of guy that goes, helps everybody, give them ideas on mm-hmm. what to say and what to do, Bray's perfect just to be on his own. And I think Heyman's, he understands that. He's been around Bray forever. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, Bray's dad, Mike Rotunda, is one of the producers mm-hmm. and stuff. I can see Bray, when he's done wrestling, taking a role in creative and totally. being a producer. Mm-hmm. Like he has, I think he has longevity with WWE. So they're going to, they're not going to just pitch him out. I think they're going to keep him. They're going to run with his idea because he is super creative. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, as long as he can keep his vision and it doesn't get faltered by any way. Yeah. It, I mean, it's it'll be money, but I mean, we'll see. Hopefully, it's not like the what, what was that WrestleMania with the projections? Oh the, God, yeah, that was I, horrendous. I don't know if that was his idea, but if he can, because I, I know that like for a fact, like um, him in the Firehouse Funhouse, Funhouse, it's like was it like I'm scared? Hold me. Have you seen those videos on YouTube? Mm-mm. I'll I'll just show you one. Um, it's it's just like that. And I know for a fact Bray's a big fan of Tim and Eric. Oh, yeah, yeah, He yeah. loves that show, Tim and yeah, Eric. Yeah. I even remember he brought up, he's like, hey, have you guys ever seen uh, Tim and Eric's billion-dollar movie? Yeah. Because it was on Netflix. Yeah. And we are all like, no. And he's like, you should go watch it. And we all watched it. And we're like, what is this? Yeah. So when he was doing like the, the Muscle Man, muscle man dance, totally Tim and Eric. Yeah. Tim and Eric. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, Jabroni714, I saw you guys talking about Kenny's Firefest gear. Not sure if you've seen the Bucks interview. Apparently his costume couldn't get done in time. People in chat were mentioning that too. Yeah. Um, which is a bummer. Uh, Timmy Tudope, any advice for someone training to wrestle? Uh, first off, watch as much wrestling as you can. Find a decent, notable school. Make sure you can trust the trainers there and know that there's been good talent that's come out of that. And also, it depends on your area. If I, if you are a NorCal person, there are a few schools you can go to. You can go to East Bay Pro to learn. They have some really great trainers there. You can, if you're a little bit older, more mature kind of kid, I would say go to something like Stoner U, where all the Hood Slam guys come out. That's mm-hmm. where Manny uh, Monsieur. Yeah. That's where he came out of. He came out of Stoner U in Oakland. That's where he got trained. It really, and also like I don't know how old you are. Like, it, age at this point doesn't really matter as yeah. long as you're open minded. You take notes. You ask questions to the point where you're not bugging anybody. You can, you know, there's training you can get anywhere. Yeah. Uh, Dragon Reborn backstage producer battle royal. Who wins? 
Um, you got Jamie Noble. You have Adam Pierce. Pierce. You have Jason Jordan. Jason Jordan wins. Yeah. Jason yeah. Jordan wins. Yeah. Well, Kurt's uh, producing too, right? Uh, Jason would beat Kurt. That's true. Yeah. Eric Young apparently is doing more producing backstage. Yeah, he's doing 205 Live. Yeah. From where, and here's the reason why I'm saying Jason Jordan won. Because Jason Jordan and I wrestled in college. Okay, he wrestled at Indiana University. I went to Oregon State. We're at the Las Vegas Cliff King Tournament in Primeville, Nevada. <laughs> I, went, I, I wrestled him in the quarters, and he beat me 7-3. So he's, you know, he's really talented. He was yeah. ranked like number two in the country. He had a bad NCAA tournament where he did an All-American. But top-ranked guy. He would destroy everybody. Legit? Legit. Super legit. He's beaten more All-American national champs than I can think of. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Josh Little says, uh, going in raw, Cal, Steve, and Larson would be awesome. Yeah, we're going to work on that. That'd be cool. Uh, Josh Little again, Shag, Mary, Fire, Braun, Big Show, Jeff Cobb. I'd marry Jeff Cobb because he's one of my buddies. Um, big Show, I'd fire because he's big and old and like he doesn't. He he he's just his time's up. He needs to go do something else, and he knows that. Mm-hmm. You know he he can go be a, like a an extra in a movie or something, or be a background dancer for that. Like, was that he was on that show as a background dancer in a lip that lip sync battle show? Oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 for that one girl who's married to or dating Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Braun probably shag because Braun's a freak. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't guess it, but yeah, Braun, he's got, I got nipple rings on, I got oh, a cover. So uh, probably shag Braun. I can't disagree with any of that. Yeah. Um, let's go to Twitter, see if there's any questions over there. Uh, Greg Moore says, honestly, what is Baron ceiling? His creative has done him no favors, but can he even get a gender run? We, I'm supposed to even, I think that in 10 years, Baron has Ms. Potential. The guy that, uh, you know, was maybe not exactly liked backstage at a certain point, uh, didn't have uh, the best run in his early years, but eventually he earns the equity with his fan. The fans become kind of universally loved. I think he, I think for him, just knowing him, he's best fitted for like an enforcer role. Like just, you know, how Shawn Michaels had Nash. And, and Sid, yeah. And Sid. I think I would have loved to see, like, if Alistair Black's taking this, like, you know, if he's going more of a heel role and like having Corbin to be like his muscle, that would be kind of something cool because they're very similar in looks and mm-hmm. with the tattoos and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I think they both are into the black craft stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't, it's tough because Corbin doesn't have a lot of his charisma, his personality doesn't carry over to the TV very well. And he's just like real boring face kind of dude. I, I would rather see him take another role. Maybe, yeah. They've given him opportunities. They have tons. I don't know. He's he's good in the ring. Yeah, but he's improved a lot yeah, since he, being called up. Yeah, he. I think of all like I remember starting out with him. Like you, for instance, like you had Mojo Raleigh and him. Mm-hmm. They were the two football NFL guys mm-hmm. when we were there. Mm-hmm. So they would be neck and neck in a lot of things. But Mojo in NXT would have way more live event matches than Corbin, and then eventually Mojo kind of peaked. And then Corbin, you know, gradually was picking up more and more little little moves, and he had a such a different, unique look mm-hmm. with the darker, brooding style mm-hmm. that he came with. So that gave him more opportunities. Um, I don't know. I just I don't see he. Don't, I don't think he's the kind of guy that needs to hold the title. Mm-hmm. I think he's better off in the role of like just being, just con- not contending with the title, but just like 
getting in the way of, you know, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, with yeah. his role as Seth. I think he's he's at his limit. Yeah. Um, it'd be interesting to see if, if things had gone a little differently uh, in the last couple of years. And it was Baron kind of being Shane's muscle instead yeah. of Drew. I think I would actually rather like that instead because just the way that Corbin dresses and his personality. And Drew just... Oh, he's he's alpha. He just needs to be by himself. He's a, he's alpha. He's a like he he can do he can be by he should be by himself. Totally. It's it's like I don't know. I would rather see. I think Shane and Corbin kind of fit in the same realm as like personality wise. I it, I think that would have been a way yeah, better match. That could have been funny. That would have been really funny. Uh, Justin Warren Larson isn't a big fan of Bischoff running SmackDown. Who do you or Cal Jack think should run SmackDown instead of Bischoff? I mean, if, 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 if one of the, the, the metrics, one of the criteria was someone Attitude Era fans would, would recognize and maybe uh, have some sort of nostalgia for, uh, that really limits one's options. The other yeah. option really is Vince Russo. And I want no, him nowhere near wrestling. No. That would be wrestling whatsoever. <laughs> no, no, no. no. He, they'll never bring him back. He, he's burned so many bridges. Yeah. And just, like, his show – like. It's as far as like notable personalities mm-hmm. that were head of creative. I don't know. I I liked Road Dog as creative yeah, me too. for a good while. I, I didn't did too. think there was anything wrong with that. And then they they had a big shift, and it kind of just staggered up the show. The whole wild car rule and all yeah, that yeah. mumbo jumbo. I don't I don't know. That's a tough question. I mean, Bruce Pritchard got hired back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a pretty creative guy and. The guys like him, he I don't he would ne- I don't see him in the role of being head of creative, mm. but I mean Bischoff will be interesting. I think they brought him back because he's a no name, and mm-hmm. having him part of creative, yeah, is supposed to allow the fans to be oh well Bischoff's on yeah, board, yeah, yeah. So I don't really know. No, there's the only other name, other than name I could think of. I mean, he's working for TNA now, and that's Kevin Sullivan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently, he's basically like a wizard in the production truck. Yeah, like his the the video packages that Impact puts together now um, are mostly his doing. Um, you know, his booking during this time in WCW was hit or miss, obviously, but uh, it's, it's a re- reasonably recognizable name. Not up there with Bischoff, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But otherwise, yeah. No, I'd, I would just make Road Dog head of SmackDown. Yeah, just keep Road Dog there. Uh, Russell, dude, if James Storm stayed with NXT and went to Raw or SmackDown. How would he reform beer money in WWE? It'd just be like a backstage segment. <laughs> and just he you just see like uh Rude lose a match and he's probably looking in the mirror and be like, I changed my name to Robert Rude. This isn't me. And he's looking at his mustache and his hair. And then like he opens the door and then all of a sudden like he gets like a beer handed to him. Yeah, just out of the door. Just out of the you door. Don't see who it is. And then he's like just takes a swig of it and he's like, This is money. Yeah, beer money. That's beer yeah, money. that's 100% it. Yeah. Uh, Juan Guerrero Jr., Mr. Triple Mania, considering the build of the Triple Mania, are you satisfied with Dr. Wagner Jr. versus Blue Demon Jr. being the main event, or would you rather have preferred the originally announced main event of Dr. Wagner Jr. versus L.A. Park? Uh, I think that's supposed to be a hair versus mask match, too. Um, I guess I probably Wagner versus L.A. Park because based on what happened the year prior, that one made more sense. Did you watch Triple Mania at all? No, oh, I just man. watched the segment where you have uh, Vampiro complain about his music. Oh yeah, and then he farted on the camera or on the mic. It was so good. Um, the set, you know, like that was a story set up last year, and, and the fact that we're not getting that for whatever reason. Um, I've taken on me. somebody from AAA that had one of the titles. I forget his name. It was like some LA Lucha show, 
And the guy stiffed me hard on like a frog splash. Oh, really? But he was a big barrel chested dude. I don't know. It wasn't L.A. Park. I forget the guy. What was name. his uh? Was his mask look like? It's like I could be right. Maybe it was CML, CMLL or something. Oh, okay. it's one of those companies. But yeah, it was yeah. like plain fly. I don't even really okay. remember. I could be. I'm probably wrong. I'm supposed to be on a show with L.A. Park here pretty soon. Oh, cool. I'm not really sure which one. Uh, I've been on tons of shows with uh, Sam Adonis. Mm-hmm. So and he's all over the place there. So I don't know. I'm. I yeah. That one, that's one, that's more of a Stephen Larson question because I don't really follow Triple oh, A too much. We don't really at all, but we just love Triple Mania because it's it's it. I feel like for us, we it benefits us our viewing experience to not yeah. know what's going on. Yeah, uh, I do know that like uh, Alberto El Patron, he's got a new thing. He's going. got a new thing, and I've talked to him about like maybe getting on board with that. Ooh. So that would be you know we'll see because it's him, Ricardo who used to be my roommate, mm-hmm. and his brother Memo who used to be my roommate. Oh, wow. when I was living in Florida. Um, I could, I'm going to see if that might come through hopefully by the end of this year, but we'll see. I've, I've talked to him about going, he's like, send me matches. He, uh, or I saw something on online that they, he said they, they were going to offer wrestlers health insurance. Oh, that's what he said. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm sure. Cause he's been complaining about WWE <laughs> about that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I guess that's, if he's the first to get on that for everybody, that's pretty good old, some good. I mean, he like the first card they announced was pretty good. It had Penta and uh Phoenix and. A lot of well-known lucha doors on there on the show. Oh, that's cool. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, um, and like Ricardo's role because like they're also they're starting their own company and then Ricardo's coaching talent there too. Oh, that's cool. So he he's one of the trainers, that's which cool. is good for him. He mm. he needs to do something like that. Uh, factoid: Which three superstars would you specifically give to Heyman, and which three would you, uh, would you give to Bischoff to build into new directions for the res- respective shows and why? So what three? Raw superstars, would you backstage make Paul Heyman guys? It would have to be three that are that need help in some regard as far as creative goes. And then with the Bischoff, it would be three that kind of don't really need help mm-hmm. creative-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to see like Ember Moon and Heyman, see what they can do with her, because she hasn't really done anything. Um, I don't really know who else. I, just her, She sticks out in my head for some reason. Alexa Bliss and Heyman, they already work with each other. Seth, I don't think really needs the help. I don't think Rome. I think Roman and Bischoff would be fine. That's, that's a perfect pairing. That's yeah. a perfect pairing. Uh, who else for Heyman? That would I think? feel like Bob Roode needs Paul Heyman. Right? Oh, that's that's yeah, that's the number one. I think Bob Roode and Bob Heyman Roode, would be perfect. Cesaro. Like, do you hear about that that faction that formed on? No one watches main events, so probably not. Yeah. Uh, it's it's Bob Roode, it's Cesaro, and it's EC3. Okay, They're I can. I can kind of see ec3 and rude together mm-hmm. that you know i think that would be the three outside of ember Moon. i just as far as like girl wrestlers go who is not really going i just yeah, like yeah. but yeah i think those three ec3 rude and cesaro but they call them like the main event that's what renee young said they're calling themselves the main event muscle men which is horrible oh they that's such a joke oh yeah they did that on purpose because they're just they're spinning their wheels they have no, yeah yeah, yeah that, and i and i know ec3 michael hutter that's something that like he would say yeah, that's totally him. And Cesaro's like, well, whatever, I don't care. That's yeah. fine. We can do that. Well, that EC3 took to Twitter and said, no, that's just that's not the name. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he would. He probably said it, and then she ingest. Yeah, she, yeah. Like, what, what does Renee care? And no then like Bischoff three. Uh, Roman's good. Cause, yeah. Uh, yeah, Roman's good. As long as he stays on SmackDown. Yeah, which he hasn't been on in almost a month. Yeah. Um. 
It'd be interesting to see what the uh, Alistair Black's creative looks yeah. like going forward. Because apparently Heyman's been helping him with that well, stuff. Well, that's, yeah. And, like, is he on SmackDown or is he on Raw? SmackDown, yeah. Okay, well, try Bischoff. It'd be interesting to see what he, if anything, just keep him out of that dark room. He needs to get in the ring and start kicking people in the head. Yeah, instead of going, bleh, when, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. fight me, fight me. Yeah, yeah, he needs to do that. How instead. about Roman, uh, Andrade? <laughs> Um, and if that if you say Andrade, does that mean Zelina Vega would have to be part of that too? Yeah. Okay. Um, and like, then I'll just say, sh- yeah, I mean, like Charlotte doesn't need help creatively. I would say Apollo Cruz. Okay, that's a good answer. I'm gonna say Apollo because he he doesn't have anything defined. I think when he got into WWE, he had an idea of what he was gonna do, what he wanted to do, mm-hmm. and they just took that away. Like oh, he's so good. They didn't want him to say too easy, and. It should have been that because you see a guy who's just how big he is. He's not tall; like he's probably five eleven. Mm-hmm. That's that's tall for some people, but like he's two forty, yeah. two fifty five eleven, insane stuff. And he's super athletic. Yeah, like he went to Auburn and he could have walked on the football team there without any like, like instead he want he joined a frat. That's what he told me. <laughs> so he um he could have walked on the football team at Auburn and wow. played. Wow. But he instead he. Want to be in a frat <laughs> and do pro wrestling. Uh, <laughs> uh, Blake Elizondo, make this our, our last question. Fighter Fest match of the night, and who was the MVP? Uh, match of the night was probably the main event, the Mox uh, Janela match. That was fun. That was fun. MVP. I don't know if there was like just one star that kind of tied the show together i think my match tonight was that tag match that was a really private good. party i love oh, that, that match great, yeah. i love that match i i because i dude I've, you know i'm i didn't i was like i'm not really i'm not too into private party at first because i didn't, wasn't sure about their look and stuff and but then when i watched them and how cool they are in the ring like just smooth i'm like oh this seems awesome and like yeah. i that that to me is my favorite that tag match pre-show match was great uh, I think performance of the night. I kind of like. I feel bad for Janela, man. Yeah. Like, who who wants to go feet first on thumbtacks, barbed wire table? Like, that dude threw his body out there, mm. and I. That's like I'm not. I was never a Janela fan, but I respect that guy a lot. And I've heard stories of what he does and whatnot, and people would bag, but he totally. Took one for the team mm-hmm. by taking on Moxley and mm-hmm. just I'm gonna give it to Janela. Right. I, I really like what Janela did. I'll, I'll say a private party is my MVP. Yeah, because they had a star making performance. They were and, great. And now they got a match against the Young Bucks coming up at a uh, either House of Glory or House of Hardcore show. Oh, really? Yeah, that's awesome. That's gonna be incredible. Hopefully, we can find somewhere on the internet where we can watch that. Yep. Uh, Cal, thank you very much. Yeah, it's been fun. Thank you for um, having me. We got a post show coming up for patrons and YouTube channel members after this. We'll find some non-news to talk about. You can ask some questions. Uh, just kind of talk for about a half hour. And then, uh, yeah. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Um, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, thank you for having me. Bye-bye. Bye. Be a part of Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Starting at $1 a month, you can enjoy Going In Raw ad-free, gain access to the daily 30-minute Going In Raw post-show, exclusive merchandise, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description.